everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. Listen, I'm super excited. I got my coaching sister together today, Miss Megan Cole. She's also another co-author on the on my anthology project, Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmation of a Mompreneur Who Rocks. And let me tell you, she is one of the most phenomenal mompreneurs that I know. She's a God-fearing woman, a mother, a sister mama, a sisterpreneur, a serial entrepreneur, from foster care to CEO. She has co-authored more than several books. She's a motivational speaker. She's a certified small business and life coach. She is the founder of Truck It in High Heels. Let me say that louder for the people in the back. Truck It in High Heels, CTMH, Transportation and Operational Driving. Miss Megan Cole is all things trucking, honey, in high heels. Welcome, welcome, welcome to I Am Becoming Queen. Well, thank you so much for having me, Queen. I'm excited to be here on the show with you as a phenomenal woman. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So listen, y'all, y'all know I only bring you the best. And she has one of the most phenomenal stories. So I definitely wanted to bring her on because you know my motto always is you can literally become from any walk of life and be successful and that you hold unlimited possibilities in yourself for you and for other people so welcome I want to open up the show you know I am so enamored with how much you have overcome and triumph and how much that you do in a daily basis so congratulations your youngest cub is getting ready to leave the nest he's graduated in this week right matter of fact um so congratulations on that Oh, that's so tearing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honey. Yes, we we work so hard for that moment to come, and then you get here and you like, hold on, I was just playing. God, it happened too fast. Yes, too fast, too fast. <laughs> yes. So I know that a part of him is following your um your footsteps too with becoming an entrepreneur. And um, I know he has a culinary aspect, so we want to get into it because you have multiple businesses and you help as a coach other women and men scale their businesses from an idea to a full structured company. So I want to get into that. Like, how do you manage it all on a day to day? Wow, that's a good question, Queen. Good question. Day to day, I create balance within my schedule. You know, um, I thank God for the opportunity and the coaching, you know, coming through the coaching programs and things like that. And inside of that program, you learned a little bit, you learn how to focus, you learn how to balance and you learn how to not take on too much. Mm -hmm. So it may seem like I take on a lot. I do, but gracefully, gracefully, it is all balanced with a schedule, with a calendar and I don't bite off more than I can chew. <laughs> right, 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 right. So basically, you like, if it don't go on the schedule, it's not getting done. If it does not go on the schedule, it is not getting done. I Yeah, that's the only way it's going to get done in this lifetime. I remember a time where there was no schedule, there was no calendar, and it ran me raggedy. And yes. And in 2020, 2020 is when I began to say, wait a minute, step right. back now, and let's get this calendar in order. You Together, know. right? Yes. Like, let's get the systems tighter. Yes. Systems. Yes. yes. So 
we came up in the coaching world together. We actually, we're also a part of Team Bold. Um, you know, our coach has been on here. Shout out to Robert Robbins. So I want to talk about your chapter a little bit in the book. So guys, she's on page 36 in Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmation of a Mompreneur Who Rocks, which happens to be chapter six. And her title is called It's Our Season. I want to know what was the motivation behind you choosing that chapter, y'all. The book is out now. Definitely hit her up. She's going to give her information at the end of the broadcast on where you can purchase the book from her. But I want to talk because you dropped some gems in there. Okay. Oh, oh my God, Queen. Queen, Queen, Queen. That, that title, when you asked me, you know, I was apprehensive. Like, look, mm-hmm. sis, I ain't got it. I ain't ready. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as I began to think about things, I'm like, how many times do we as women, as mothers, as females, as queens, how many times do we put things on the back burner? How many times do we leave ourselves off the table where we don't think it's our season or we shrink down because we don't think it's our season? So... Mm -hmm. The reason for that chapter, though, was climbing out of a, a, I wouldn't say a deep depression because I thank God for my prayer warriors, but coming from a slight depression mode where my mother, father, my sister, my grandfather died, I closed every door to the business of trucking. And I said, I don't want it no more. Mm -hmm. And then something just came to me in 2021 and I kept saying it's my season but then when you asked me to write and I said no and then I thought about it I'm like I need to write for every female out there that may have gone through something that you know may have stopped them or made them lose their zeal in life to let them know that it is your season and it is your time to shine again it is your time to climb back up out of whatever may have happened. It is your season. It's time to latch on to God's blessings and what God has for you and to know what he has for you is for you and to never, ever, ever again, leave yourself off the table because my mom died. My dad died. My sister died. Some of those deaths, my grandfather died. Some of those deaths I knew were coming, you know, you know, due to health reasons and things like that. But when you just, you never know, but you never know the state of mind that you're going to go into when those things happen. And when you lose your zeal, you don't feel like it's your season. Yeah. You took some back to back hits. And I mean, like when you guys start to follow her, you'll see she's so full of life and just always a beat. She's like me. She loved it. Loved a good party and a good gathering. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was just like, wow, like, I know, just going through all of that, you're like, I still have to be a mother, you know, I'm still in a significant partnership, you know what I'm saying, and I've been left with this legacy that I've started, you know, obviously for your sons, and you're like, okay, God, like, what's next, you know what I'm saying, how did you transition to the, to the what's next, because I thought something that was interesting that you shared um, in the chapter, not giving it away. Y'all got to go buy the book and the journal because, listen, we we dropped some gems on both books. But um, 
that you're also a caregiver and I thought that was like so like wow you know what I'm saying like because a lot of times we don't think about taking care of anyone in the midst of doing all that we like of course the children but we forget about you know the elderly are aging and so like that and someone has to take care of them and how do you manage that as an entrepreneur so I was grateful that you shared that because you know somebody may not have children or they have children and they have another layer and they like how do I do it all you know God so um I know like I want you to kind of share a little bit about you know why you started your transportation company um and you know everything about trucking in high heels like why it's so important that move it's a movement it's more than just a business it's a movement yeah Um, so I want you to talk about that a little bit absolutely absolutely well first of all I was inspired by my grandmother my grandmother Georgia Leanne Cole that is my baby if you guys follow my journey that is my heart and I just remember as a little girl this woman that took care of me, right? So when you remember Uh the person that take care of you, when it come back around for you to take care of them, you like, okay, okay, God, what you want me to do? (laughs) So in 2007, my grandmother actually had a three-time stroke and that stroke permanently disabled her. So at that time, I was high in my career, six-figure earner, corporate America, And I continued to work. I continued Uh to work and I had my son then, but when granny had her stroke, she was raising my little brother. Mind you, just to give you a little bit about my background, I'm from foster care to CEO. And the reason for that title is to let anyone know, no matter what obstacle you may go through, whether it's foster care, victimization, domestic violence, whatever it is, you can become the CEO of your life. Okay. But back to my grandmother, this woman raising my little brother, you know, I move away. I go take a job offer in Ohio. I got a little bit of Ohio roots in me, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So I moved to Ohio. I'm like, this is a new start over for me and my son. I get that call on on a cruise in the Bahamas. Girl, I'm coming off the boat. Your granny done had a stroke. My heart dropped, huh? Yeah. But I remember this woman is the woman that when they came to take us away from the DCFS, she was the woman that hid us. She was the woman that told was told that if in the event she did not give us back, she was going to jail. She was kidnapped. Granny was going to keep her grandbabies. That's how my grandmother was. Two bedroom apartment. She had 10 of us. She didn't care. She was raising her grandbaby. So that played in my mind at the age of 22. And I said, I got to go back home. Through hell or hot water, I got to go back home. Mm -hmm. And I came back home and I was standing in the hospital amongst my grandmother, her children. And they said, who do you want to be your POA? Pointed at several of her kids. She shook her head. Girl, they pointed at me and she shook her head. Yes. I about fell out. <laughs> mm. But yeah, that's the, that's the sum of that story. But my grandmother also lived in a very rural area here in Illinois. They did not have transportation access. So I was babysitting, doing a couple things, you know, while I was working in corporate America, helping people out. The corporate finally said, girl, you got to go. Your attendance bad. 
You're taking care of your grandma. You're calling off too much. We don't care about your seat here. All right. So I started taking granny to these appointments. And the next thing you know, all the elderly was at the van. I need a ride too. I need a ride too. I said, now this must be a thing. So I got me a van and I kept on trucking. And I have been trucking and trucking on since 2012. It did not become a solid business until 2012. From 2007, I was just serving and helping people and asking God to give me the vision and what I needed to do to continue getting my grandmother solidified, getting her the proper care because it turned into 24-hour care for her. And, you know, after that, I just said, you know what, I'm going to keep on. It, at that point, it wasn't keep on trucking. But now that I think about it, that's what I did. I trucked on through those obstacles that were in my way, getting fired, having my son, coming back home, taking care of my brother. I had no choice. There was no choice for me. But that is how CTMH was formed. It was formed from the womb and from assisting my loved one, caring for my loved one, the one that took care of me. That's beautiful. I just think that that's, um, it's so needed. You know what I'm saying? It's a, for a safe place for them to be able to have transport, um, especially since, you know, COVID breaking out and stuff like that. So it's good. I'm, I'm paying homage to you for, you know, taking and doing your part in the community as well and thinking outside the box, especially uh, for our elderly, because I, I, I always think of them. I know when I used to work in the insurance world, um, that's kind of what um, prompted me to go back to school as a pharmacist. I was thinking about this is going to be my grandmother someday calling in their prior authorizations, you know, and I'm like, what can I do to change the narrative for her? And I remember getting that same call, you know, that my grandmother had had a stroke. So that is like a heart dropping feeling. Um, yeah. getting a call like that so I'm glad that God was able to pivot you so that you could be there um, for her you know what I mean because that's that's probably the most vulnerable state an elderly person can be in um, needing someone to take care of them especially after they've taken care of us so kudos to you thank so, you for me. <laughs> I want to know what is your five things that you would tell any woman who has probably had the desire to get into the trucking industry, but they feel like, ah, it's a male-dominated industry. What are people going to think about me? Like, what is your advice, you know what I'm saying, to those women who are ready to put on those high heels and get to trucking? Girl, first off, the, the number one thing is it is not only male dominated. It is so much opportunity out there for us as women to get into this billion dollar trucking industry. Mm -hmm. Two, nothing is nothing, nothing, nothing. And I mentioned this in the chapter, nothing is too hard for us. It is nothing that's too hard for us. Um, build three, build wealth, build your legacy. Get started and don't procrastinate. I love that. I love that. So what do you have coming up next for you? I am excited. Actually, I am who I am so excited. One about the diamonds and pearls, affirmations of diamond and pearl with the book that's getting ready to come up. 
um, you know, that launch in June. And then the actual official, official website launch of Trucking and High Heels and all things trucking that um, that I'm bringing to, uh, to fruition, uh, working with my team to get that going. Also, a uh, magazine feature is coming out. So got some things, you know, going on the back end here. I'm excited about it all. Some more podcasts are coming up and just, you know, continuing and serving in the community and letting God open the doors up that are uh, for us. That's what we got coming up so far. Oh, and all these festivals for the food truck. <laughs> yeah, they got an amazing food truck. Yes, yes, yes. Talk about that a little bit for sure. Yes, uh, Mama's Kitchen uh, legacy and homage to my sister and my mother who are now passed on. Those two women, they they love to cook. Uh, my mom, she always had my son who was inspired by her through culinary arts to go to culinary school while he was a senior in high school, my mom actually gained her culinary certification while she was incarcerated. Backstory to that. And my sister, she owned several restaurants. So I was supposed to be the one in the back because I love chicken, frying chicken, helping them and then marketing this thing and everything else was theirs, y'all. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, due to the unforeseen circumstances and losing them, we now have Mama's Kitchen and Mama's Kitchen is on the road. We are serving up some of the best chicken and waffles, Italian beefs. Uh, we, we do all kinds of all kind of fun food. We do soul foods for our catering orders. We are just on the road, keeping this legacy alive, doing what we know they would want us to do if they were here on earth. So you guys can also follow us at my mom's kitchen on Instagram as well. And Facebook. Man, I can't wait till I can get to Illinois to taste that food, girl. It be looking amazing on Facebook. <laughs> I was like, I need to just probably try to creep up the road real quick to cut uh one time soon and give me a little taste of that. Yes, we cannot wait to get you here in Illinois, girl. You know, I have an amazing team, too. I have to talk about my team, but I have an amazing team, an amazing, amazing team. My sister's husband, um, he's still here. My significant other, they have been amazing behind every business venture that is going on right now. I can say I have an amazing support system. That's dope. Yeah, because y'all do rock together real heavy and strong. I love to see you guys, it's family gatherings and stuff that you guys do or uh, what have you. So hopefully baby boy will take the lead. I know he kind of said he was losing a passion from it a little bit because he's missing grandma, but hopefully he'll he'll take the lead on that because I can see that for him in the future. Taking yeah. over mama's kitchen and running with that. That would be dope. Yes, that is my hope. That is my hope. We are going through that phase right now. You know, I'm 17 and I don't know and I don't know. And it's okay. I'm like, you keep watching, you keep mm -hmm. learning and you'll, you'll grow and you'll evolve and you'll learn, you know. So he got his eyes open and uh, we're just going to keep on inspiring him and hopefully he really latches on and catches on to what he actually has you know, in his hands, we, we preach and talk to him about it all the time, because not only does he have a mom in trucking, he also has a dad in trucking. So we're hoping that one of those legacies he catches on to when he builds from there. Yeah, he, he got it. I see it for him. Um, 
I want to go to break real quick. And then when we come back from break, we're going to leave with some closing um, encouragement for these moms, somebody that's experienced grief and loss back to back and is still out here on this great road of mompreneurship and entrepreneurship. So we'll be right back with the lovely Megan Cole. Hey, everybody, it's Alondra Brooks, your host at I Am Becoming Podcast Radio. I Am Becoming is what I would call inspirational gumbo. We will talk about becoming from motivational perspective. This platform will be an information highway for nuggets from the hair industry business to business in general, motivation. You can catch us every Sunday at 3 p.m. Come out and become with me. I cannot wait to hear from you. Hi, this is Allison G. Daniels, three-time best-selling author who has written over 31 books. I am a book writing coach and publisher. I am excited today to offer you my 30-day Write to Finish book writing program. Whether you are preparing to write a book, are in mid-process, or have completed your first draft of a full-length book, this workshop is for you. What you would get, you will learn how to draft your outline, brainstorm and organize your ideas, identify your target audience, develop your content, avoid common writing mistakes, and time management. To get started, visit my website at www.agdpublishing.com. Take advantage of this opportunity before the class is full. This is Allison G. Daniels, and I look forward to working with you. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, Coach Alonda Brooks, and you are now listening to I Am Becoming. I have the lovely Miss Coach Megan Cole with Trucking and High Heels. So listen, I wanted to come back because you have been from foster care. I know you are one of, or you're the oldest of nine children, correct? And then let's talk about, let's talk about that a little bit. We don't have much time, but I want to talk about that because, um, if any of you guys don't know, um, a lot of my company, we do press releases and stuff like that. So I have the lovely privilege of just doing her press release. So you guys will see her here being featured soon on uh, Fox, NBC, and CBS. So um, I want to talk about that because you're the oldest of nine children. Um, you, t- you touched a little bit about having a background in foster care. But I want to talk about the part where you had to forgive your mom and this beautiful legacy that you got to build with her um, real quick. Just because there's somebody, unforgiveness is, is a major holdback uh, for people sometimes of not leaping into their becoming. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Give a couple of tips and how that, that healing process started for you and why it was important to start and how you, know, how you started that restaurant before your mom passed. Absolutely, absolutely. I- Man, me and my mom, I remember her when I was a little girl, who she was when I was a little girl, before that age of eight and getting taken away from her. The mother that was nurturing, the mother that was loving. 
So when we got taken away, I really didn't understand the why behind it or any of that. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, I learned. I learned that my mother had an addiction. I learned that my mother tried and attempted on several occasions to get her children back, but there was a devil that was holding her back and it was that addiction, you know, drugs. But throughout that time frame, you know, I went into foster care. I stayed in foster care probably a year, maybe a year and something, not even three, four months, but it was a, a short time. But in that year of foster care, I went through so much. But I remember my mother, when she would go on her binges and stuff like that, now that I know what they are, right? Um, mm-hmm. She would always leave me with her dad, my grandmother, but it was my grandfather that I remembered the most. So I remembered and I had his number down packed because every time mom would take me out there, Papa, give me money. And his wife was just so loving. And I remember his wife, how she received me as a young girl. These are my memories. So I remember this phone number and I gave my grandfather a phone call from foster care. And I said, granddad, I'm somewhere I'm not supposed to be. What you mean? (laughs) So he said, I'm coming to get you right now. I said, no, 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 granddad. You can't come get me right now. You can't do that. I said, but this is the number that you need to call. And I remember giving them the number to the DCFS. So finally, fast forwarding it to getting into custody with my grandmother and my grandfather, the woman who always wanted a little girl. She remember my mama dropping me off with my pigtails. She always wanted a little girl. When she got me, she said, I'm never gonna keep you away from your mother. And I can never replace your mother. And you will always love your mother. It was my grandmother that taught me forgiveness. If you met my grandmother, you think I smile a lot. My grandmother, Cheryl, she smiles a lot. (laughs) Mm. That is the woman that taught me grace. That is the woman that taught me how to forgive. So through that, she was sneaking me because my grandfather was all about the DCFS rules. DCFS said, you can't do this, you can't do that. My grandmother was the grandma that was like, this little girl still needs to see her mom. She still needs to know and see her mom and her dad. Uh-huh. So she and take me to Joliet and, you know, places to see my mom. And finally, you know, fast forwarding when my mom got incarcerated, my grandmother made sure I still see my mom. But then that's when I began to ask questions. I began to ask a whole lot of questions and I really got to know my mother. And getting to know my mother through the writing when she was incarcerated, through the visits when she was incarcerated, she began to, I remember she sent me this one book and it was called The 12 Steps. And she said, I want to read this. I'm like, I'm young. I don't know what the 12 steps is, but I read it anyway. I'm a reader. So I I love to explore and read. I read that book. And when I began to understand that what my mother was going through was not her and that it was a disease. Yeah, that's powerful. I began to understand that it was not my mother. I was raised up on a church background. So my grandmother kept me in church, even when my grandmother did. And I wanted to go to church with my cousins and stuff like that. 
So I had that in me too. So God, you know, so the forgiveness came through understanding and communicating with my mother. But also, like I said, just knowing that it was not her. It was a disease that was making my mother become the individual that she was. So forgiveness, it, it definitely took place, you know, with the help of my grandmother, but just loving my mother unconditionally, allowing her to have her moments and to explain and her apologizing. She was, you know, very apologetic. My mother lived up and lived in guilt until the day she died, you know, because she feels like she, she always felt like she was, you know, a failure. And I was that, I'm the oldest of nine. And I was that child that used to tell my mama, mama, it's okay. It's okay. I love you for who you are. Were we perfect as mother and daughter? No, ma'am. But we made it work. We made it work. And we had a very, very, very strong relationship. We built that over time of her being incarcerated to the day I went and picked her up from the train station. That's beautiful. Tell us where we can get in contact with you on social media. Absolutely. Megan Cole on Facebook. That's M-E-I-G-H-A-N-C-O-L-E. And then on Instagram, I am Megan Cole. You can also find me on Snapchat and TikTok. TikTok is trucking in high heels. Snapchat is trucking in high heels. All things trucking, baby. Listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on this project. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been a pleasure to know you, Queen. So thank you so much for coming on um, the show today. You guys know that you can always find me on Instagram and Facebook under the um, I Must Become the number one, not the word one, but the number one. You can go to my website, imustbecome.com. You can now find the show on imbecomingshow.com come you still can stream us on all major platforms but we just wanted to make it a little bit easier for you to find us on imbecomingshow.com listen we got some major major things if you're a woman and you're listening to this go to womenceosrock.com and make sure you sign up to join our women's directory and our women's monthly meetups we meet every fourth tuesday of the month where we have a safe community of women uh, womenpreneurs just like yourself who are like-minded they're industry experts in their industries and they can help you accomplish your goals to the next level so you don't want to miss out on that tap in you know the book is now available so you can hit up any of the co-authors the book and the interactive journal diamonds and pearls affirmation of a mompreneur who rocks the book and the journal are now out they released may the 2nd you can pre-order um, your copy from any of the authors right now until June the 7th um, to get an autographed copy from them. So definitely make sure you tap in um, to the authors. You can go to womenceosrights.com to find out who the author is that you may be connected to so that you could purchase their copy and support from them. Um, guys, remember this year, 2022, I cannot stress to you enough. God is raining unusual, unmerited favor 
and unusual blessings. This year is the year of the biggest leap ever. You got to make sure that you get out of your own way. Take the leap. God got the rest of the plan figured out already. That's the best part about leaping into your becoming, right? God already has the plan architecture for you. You don't even have to put it together. He just wants your yes. He just wants your yes. And for you to take the first step and grab his hand, he got you the rest of the way. He got all the secrets, all the roadmaps, all the roadblocks. He could tell you where they are. Just say yes. Take a bet on yourself. The one you, you and God is the one thing that can never fail you. You are the only thing in your way right now. Listen. Guys, don't do anything for man's approval, but do everything with man in mind, because what? We are all an intricate piece of the puzzle in this circle of life. You have to leap into your becoming because someone is waiting on you to know that it is possible. Someone is waiting on you to employ them with your taking a step to your own business so that they can get motivated to start their own business, so that they can redeem their legacy. Listen, y'all, I love you in real life. Meet me here or beat me here every Sunday at 3 p.m. I only bring you the best. So again, thank you for coming on, Coach Megan. We'll see you at the top, honey, trucking at high heels. When you see her, let her pull the horn for you. Mm-hmm.